Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Much of the Philippines is still on lockdown, but we've also started to reopen the economy and our communities. Whatever happens, COVID has had, among many things, one very real impact and maybe long-term influence on our lives. Suddenly, the world we live in has become smaller. And we don't just mean in the sense of you doing more online shopping, buying stuff from every corner of the Philippines, if not the world. We mean the opposite. Your world has literally shrunk. Because as much as you feel the world at your fingertips, you've also discovered or rediscovered an actual community just outside your door. Now you have two choices. You can feel trapped there, or you can start to see your village, your barangay, in a whole new light. Ako po si Robby Alampay, and in this special series of Puma Podcast, we take the disruption brought by COVID-19 and all the time quarantine affords us to consider not just the new normal that awaits us, but a better normal that we might as well work for. In this episode of Better Normal, we speak with someone who believes in the power and potentials of barangay love. He was introduced to us by our partners for this episode of Better Normal, Asia Society Philippines, Asia 21, that's the network of Asia Society Young Fellows in the Philippines, and Bukas, Conversations for Action. And our guest, he studied urban and regional planning in the UK. Kahit pa, that's not necessarily what he's known for these days. Yeah, my name is Raymond Magdaluyo. I'm a full-time restaurant operator. I am part of the Red Crab Group of Restaurants as well as the Wolf Dog Steakhouse in the Philippines. But my initial specialization was in urban and regional planning. Out of college, I took up master's in uh, London School of Economics and worked in a policy center based in Asian Institute of Management for a few years. Kaso lang, my mother started Red Crab in 1998. So I ended up helping a few years after. The restaurant was in Malate. I was so into um, uh, urban development, urban regeneration, uh, heritage conservation, etc. So I love that I was living in Malate. I had a room on top of the restaurant, mm. uh, on the second mm. floor. Tapos the, the district was very vibrant. Alam mo naman normally, no, in yun yung nilang gentrification process all over the world. Parang uh, meron akong urban blight na ganyan. Malate before, di ba, post-war talaga bumagsak talaga yan. No? Hmm. And so, the first people who live there are the artists. So, the artists move in, and then the coffee shops, the museums, the small museums, etc. Until eventually, nagiging bustling na, no? So of course the the problem with Malate, na wala talaga ang Malate because uh, because of a lot of reasons, but primarily 
uh, nagkaroon na ng Ford, nagkaroon na ng Rockwell. This was in the late 1990s, no? They said nga parang there's this malate school for restaurant owners or bar owners, no? If you if you're operating a bar or a restaurant, then talagang your training is different. Tsaka maganda yung environment. Bayanihan. If you needed extra plates, you know, you went to your neighbor. If you had extra waiters, papahera mo naman sa kapitbahay mo. So, uh, I guess it's similar to what is poblacion now, no? So even as he got deeper and deeper into the restaurant business, eventually creating his own, Raymond always inevitably, also very personally, was always thinking not just about cities, but about neighborhoods, especially about life in Metro Manila. He always thought of these pockets of life, innovation and entrepreneurship, and just a real energy of being in a village. And he like all of us, also rude why the larger NCR is the way it is, which is very much the opposite of a neighborhood. When I came back from Masters, I was given a chance to handle a program on city competitiveness. It is housed in the Policy Center, Asian Institute of Management Policy Center. For a time, Raymond actually taught economics and urban development in Ateneo. But fast forward years later, and now you could say COVID and the resulting quarantines caught both sides of him. His passion for urban reform, as well as his current life in the food business, in this small corner that we all tend to take for granted. Think about it. Ngayon, you're largely limited to your barangay. Pero dati, for me personally, dati yung barangay was just a reality I needed to exit at the start of every day. School, work, entertainment, shopping, even friends and help, everything was outside the barangay. I literally needed to get out to live, to work, and to play. You need to still be economically productive. You need to still be alive, but you cannot go out of your barangay. You still need to be in touch with your company as if you were there, but you cannot go out of your barangay. At first, that felt like a trap. It felt confining because our more natural state of mind is that everything we need, yun nga, to work, play, live, interact, everything we need is spread out across a mega metropolis. Trabaho ka doon, school ng mga bata doon, ang malls sa kabilang city, yung grocery nga, iba pa sa kung saan ka manunod ng sine. Now scale up that thought and think of how every aspect of our lives has been stretched across Metro Manila and even beyond. Yung services... Yun, tabi-tabi. Pero yung buhay natin, hiwa-hiwalay. In urban economics, there's this term called agglomeration economies of scale. And it's very central to what we're talking about now. Basically, it talks about yung ano naman, no, basic concept na economies of scale. Pagdating sa, sa cities, may dalawang bagay. No? One is what they call the urbanization type and the specialization. Urbanization, agglomeration, economies of scale. And the other one is specialization, agglomeration, economies of scale. So ang difference is basically people normally cluster, just like for example in business districts, no, because of the benefits of agglomerating together for different sectors or activities. no. For example, central business district, diba? For example, the finance sector together with the consultants, etc. Just like for example, Makati, no? It's the natural tendency for yung isa, either common industries or common sectors to be together in one area, mm. just like for example. Think of Banawe Street sa Quezon City, for example. Basta para sa kotse, repair and accessories, andun lahat, sama-sama. 
So kung ang kailangan mo pang kotse, even if you live in Malabon, sugod ka sa traffic para makaabot sa Banawe. Doesn't make sense when you think about it. But that's precisely it. We never really thought about it until now na hindi ka basta-basta makatawid from Mandaluyong to Quezon City or from Pasig to Valenzuela. It's ugly yet we're so dependent on it because you have a market for, what, 20 million people? So whether we like it or not, talaga nagsisiksigan tayo dito kahit may traffic. You know, everybody has so dependent on EDSA, on C5. It's not just about Metro Manila and urban centers like Cebu or Davao or any major city. Because every day is a rush to exit our barangays, our centers of home, to CBDs, our centers of work. We fail to see and build the potentials of generating economic activities right where we live. We are failing, in other words, to consolidate every aspect of our lives, even though that would make so much sense and save us so much time and money. There are a lot of things that are now allowing us to decentralize. Bottom line, what I'm saying is the advances in technology are now allowing us to not centralize physically anymore, Rob. Yun ang pinag-uusapan natin. No? Na parang if I was in any other industry, kahit anong industry, I can work where I live and just be virtually connected to my office realm. Of course, hindi mo naman mabubura lahat yan. No? I guess if you are like a factory, no? so I guess factories or mga certain industries still, to be, still need to be clustered together. Kailangan pa rin ng physical factories, etc. No? And we have mga industrial zones for that. I guess what I'm saying is uh, itong mga work from home, uh, we can push it so we can create better ways of living in cities. Can we live like this and turn it into something beautiful? It does not literally have to be one barangay, of course. Raymond says the bottom line is building communities that work and that are well within reach for everyone. Villages where you can walk or bike and you can pretty much access everything you need without so much as traversing or even just crossing EDSA. How can this crisis point us to, you know, better ways of designing or structuring how we live, especially in a city setting? No? Raymond lives in Makati now, but like many people under lockdown, he was forced to look inside this barangay for everything he needed. Keso para sa bahay o para sa trabaho. Of course, uh, I live in a very vibrant neighborhood now, sa Salcedo Village. Obviously, hindi naman dati ganito to, no? Kasi ang dati Makati talaga, kung kailangan toilet paper, punta ka sa mall, eh, diba? But ngayon, because of, kasi mixed use na rin lahat, nakakatawa kasi parang up to now, I'm discovering uh, small groceries. Mahilig kasi ako sa Korean, just like many people, no? Korean groceries. So, dami ko na discover na Korean grocery. Tapos, hindi ko pala alam. Dami pala nagbebenta ng pandesal, malapit sa akin. Tinapay, that used to be a neighborhood thing. I am old enough to remember when buying pandesal was a morning ritual. You walk to the neighborhood baker and you buy fresh. Pandesal didn't used to come in plastic in groceries. It used to be warm and fresh in a brown paper bag that was sealed by twirling yung iniikot-ikot mo bag between two hands. In fact, now that I think about it, I can hear the honking na nagbebenta ng pandesal tuwing umaga. Nilalako sa kalye. And then in other places naman, there was just that one store that sold pandesal. Tapos uutusan ka nalang maglakad para bumili. It was a community thing. And this, Raymond says, is something we have to bring back. But not just for the romance and sentimentality of it, but for the sustainability and economics. 
And then, of course, whatever you need, it's already here. No, It's walking distance. Coffee shops, uh, nice restaurants, any type of barber, any type of salon you need, etc. So, this is how we live. Now, what if we stayed in clusters? No, parang sa atin, tawag natin, barangay. Diba? Parang, what if we live in clusters of one barangay or a bunch of barangays? And then that cluster was sort of self-sufficient. No, healthy siya. As you were saying, maraming mga nakikita siya, like, you know, more people walking, more people biking, or more people engaging each other when it comes to, you know, livelihood, lesser use of cars, tapos you shop, you eat, you dine, you, you basically do more things in your neighborhood, no? So, naisip ko, how is this possible? How is this gonna be possible now? In urban economics, there's this term called agglomeration economies of scale. And it's very central to what we're talking about now. If you can just go out of your house and buy pandesal by just walking 10 minutes or by not walking at all, feeling ko, yun na, that's a sign of a healthy community. Raymond says we can do things within barangays. Yes, even city barangays that we assume can only be done in rural settings. And the proofs of concept they already exist. It's not even about imagining, but more about going ahead and innovating or plainly just implementing. So there's a high level of self-sufficiency. If not totally self-sufficient, papunta doon. No? Number one sa food security. The problem with the, our sourcing of food now, everything is coming from far-flung areas. No? Like for example, yung vegetables natin, di ba? Ang gagaling sa malayong bulubundukin, like the uplands no, of, the, of uh, Benguet and the Cordilleras, etc. Or talagang the seafood from Visayas, Mindanao. So pagdating sa atin talaga, ang dami talagang food wastages. No? And mahal na. So number one, food security. Now even the Department of Agriculture is promoting an urban agriculture. And mm-hmm. ano, aquaponics, hydroponics. Na palagi ko, within a barangay, kailangan meron tayong certain level of food security. Na kung may mangyari, we're not so dependent on the outside world. Hindi tayo maguguto. Second is healthcare. I think in each cluster, if we don't have a big hospital, at least our access to a big hospital is not too difficult. No? Kaya mong, you know, within 2 to 3 kilometers, meron ko malaking hospital. And within the cluster, you have at least uh, healthcare facilities for urgent care. Third is education. Ito lang education medyo mahirap kasi I think for most parents, they still want to enroll their kids in physical schools. No? But community transport, ang nakikita kong sistema is your need for the car and your need to access the, a central business district of sorts is halved at least. So kung dati pupunta ka sa Makati or sa Fort, every day, baka ngayon half of the time na lang, more than 50%, ang naivision ko is more than 50% of your time nandun ka sa cluster mo Meaning, hindi ka na kailangan umalis dun sa hmm. area mo. Hmm. And the area has to be somewhat... Alam mo, ang buzzwords ngayon, you, you, you hear words such as hyper-local, micro-planning, yung pinag-uusapan nga natin, di ba? What if you knew what everybody was doing? And when we start appreciating how barangay saved our lives in these times of COVID... Raymond surmises we actually might start caring about that most national of endeavors too, elections. When was the last time you voted in barangay elections? Sa totoo lang, can you name your barangay captain? Yung mga tanod sa inyo. But when you think of the good, 
the bad and how much better our ECQ and GCQ days could be or could have been and what might be possible beyond it, might you start thinking of politics, politicians, our leaders, and your own civic duties and aspirations in a different, more involved way? When we have healthy barangays who are run by decent leaders, then the whole community benefits. No? Mm. Everybody, no? Kasi, I guess, mas tutok talaga, no? As you were saying, mm. pwede kang magkaroon ng talagang database on what is everybody selling, what is everybody doing, di ba? Anybody can have multiple, multiple sources of income, di ba? You can have your main job, which is X kilometers away, but on the side, you can be selling something or you can be doing something, no? You can be a graphic artist, you can be a web designer, cities kasi data talaga is really born out of economies of scale di ba? kaya kayo nagsasama-sama dahil pag magkakasama kayo you know a lot of costs go down uh, at the same time yung access mo sa customers malapit no? may principle ngayon yung bagong business model tatawag nila long tail business model di ba yun ang economies of scale di ba? selling many of a few things pero ang long tail is selling a few of many things so, for example, because of technology now, you can be a small home baker. Mm-hmm. Hindi mo na kailangan maging kasing laki ng Red Ribbon mm-hmm. you know, or ng Goldilocks. So, ang nangyayari now is ang economic activity nagiging democratized. No? You don't need the scale anymore. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yun ang maganda sa technology ngayon. The interplay between local and hyper-local economies and the global economy empowered by technology, that too, has been demoed in your barangay, in your neighborhood, in your homeowners association. Opo, all those Viber groups you didn't want to be part of that included you against your wishes, but that then started to become your lifeline. In a way, that's become the avatar of your barangay. Nung una, nasuya ka sa mga nagbebenta ng ubi pandesal. But then one day, somebody informs you, may dentist akong kilala sa kabilang village. Sino ay kilalang tubero na malapit? Huy, yung mababang paaralan sa labas, kailangan ng old computers and tablets. Basically, nang nangyari sa mga dating Grab drivers, naging consolidators. Ang key naman dito talaga, you know what's making our everyday life ugly is the commuting eh. Kaya mayaman ka, kaya mahirap ka eh. No? Parang uh, the commuting, the dependence on the car or the dependence on a few roads such as EDSA C5 talagang has made our quality of life really bad. No? Yun naman yun. So if you can have a setup na hindi ka masyadong dependent sa kotse, hindi ka masyadong dependent sa MRT, hindi ka masyadong dependent sa EDSA, hindi mo kailangan makitang EDSA everyday, I think our quality of life will go up. That Viber group, like the barangay, as we are now discovering, it has an administrator, it has volunteers, it has the supply and the demand sides of an economy, and it thrives on the people who make it up and make the effort to get to know each other. And we all do each other this favor, na hindi ka na kailangan lumayo, mag-aksaya ng gas at oras. If you love your barangay, then you will see how you can be a productive member of the barangay by being a good supplier of a service or a good, or being a good customer. You've been listening to A Better Normal, a Puma podcast production. This episode was produced in cooperation with Asia Society Philippines, Bukas Conversations for Action, and the Asia Society Young Leaders Network. 
If you have thoughts or questions about anything we have discussed, do leave a comment or message us on the Puma Podcast Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. And we will let you know when we hold a live online event to engage with our speakers for our Better Normal series. This episode was produced by Kat Ventura. It was edited by Nico Bolante. If you have ideas for a better normal, message us on our Facebook page, Puma Podcast PH. Also, follow Puma Podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.